0: Hello and welcome to The RevOps Show. So many companies are striving for the perfect database, but what does perfect actually mean? A database shouldn't be judged by its perfection. It should be judged by its impact on your velocity, by throughput optimization, and by successfully achieving your revenue objectives. Getting to that database is half the battle, which is why we're resharing this episode. Over the next six weeks, we're starting a series where we'll be sharing the best of Op show. Doug and Jess have selected their favorite episodes, and we cannot wait to share them with you. So with that, let's get into the first episode, chosen by the one and only Jess. <music>
1: Jess, Doug, it's a Monday, it is a Monday. Have you had coffee? I have had coffee. Okay, I got an extra cup because I know you got something planned for today, so
2: I I do. Make sure
1: that I'm i able to handle it.
2: You Are you, are you worried you're not going to be able to handle it?
1: I'm always worried I'm not going to be able to handle it, Jess.
2: <laughs> I find that hard to believe.
1: I fake it really well, what can I tell you?
2: You do, you do.
1: I'm just a, a nervous boy out on the street by his lonesome.
2: That was that was my uh that was my plan when I first came on, just fake it till you make it.
1: Well you did a good job.
2: There we go. Or it maybe works. you
1: still are doing a good job.
2: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know that I've made it yet, so probably.
1: You know what they say, Jess? What? If you can make it here.
2: You can make it anywhere. Oh wait, true. is that
1: New York they say that about?
2: That is New York.
1: righty, what are we talking about today? <laughs>
2: I want to talk about this this goal that, that people have for for a perfect CRM, a perfect CRM.
1: Is that the same thing or different than the perfect database?
2: It's the same thing to me. same thing to me.
1: So is a CRM just a database to you, Jess
2: no, no, but in, this, but in this conversation, I'm talking about the same thing. A CRM is not the same thing as a da- database.
1: Okay, because my answer to the perfect database and the perfect CRM are probably two different things.
2: Okay, well, well, tell me about that.
1: The perfect CRM is the one that gets used fully.
2: Okay, and that is not what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, what is the perfect database to you? A myth. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to talk about the myth the myth of the perfect. We're on a database. roll
1: of myths. Jess is clearly having database management issues with clients. You can anybody who wants to know what's going on in Jess's world, all you have to do is watch the titles and focus <laughs> of our uh, of our uh, programming.
2: Yeah, well, this so this this has been a something that I've wrestled with with clients for a really long time. It's actually something I wrestled with with myself for a while which is which is having a perfect database having a a clean perfect um everything's in order database and and i've more and more as i've worked kind of through this whole RevOps thing um realized that one that's never going to happen and unless you have no data in there and two it's not necessarily the right the right path to go
1: what do you mean it's not the right path to go
2: I don't think the focus should be on having a perfect database. That's if that's your focus, then, um, then you're focused on the wrong thing. I, I don't think we ask the right question when we talk about having this this what I believe to be a myth as well of a perfect database. Um, you're not you're not talking about what is it that you that you want the database to do. What what information do you need from it? Is it actionable? You're not asking the right questions. Okay, tell us more. So, you know, there's, there, there tends, tends to be this want, and it frequently coincides for us with a, with a new implementation, implementation, because that's usually when we run into these conversations of a new implementation of a, of a database, um, of wanting the data to be perfect and clean and, and there to be no duplicates and all of my, all of my data is going to be right. It touches on reporting, which we can get into later, but. I I don't think that's the right question to ask because the problem is if you're focused on that, you're not focused on, you know, what... I mean, the first question you gotta ask yourself is what is the data that you're gonna use in the database? Because that's that's what I would focus on cleansing because if you're trying to cleanse the whole thing and you've got a database of, you know, half a million records, that's a mountain that you've got to climb. and you want every single record to be 100% perfect and 100% accurate. And if you're not gonna touch every single record in every way, that that doesn't make sense to to say, okay, every single data point on every single record that I have in the database is gonna be 100% accurate, 100% filled in, because if you're not gonna use that data, why are you spending time on that? You should be focused on really what are you using the database for and what data needs to be accurate? And what data are you gonna use? yeah I agree. We solved it we solved it so i mean we
1: we've talked about databases before and we've talked a little bit about this whole idea of of there are no perfect databases so kind of what what's the what's the plot of your focus today
2: so it's it's a couple of things I see it in a few places so one thing is one, one piece in particular that prompted this is, is we have somebody who we have a couple of clients actually who are dealing in integrations and they want the data completely accurate in both systems. And, and I think that's the wrong way to look at it. The, what we need to look at is, is what, what are we reporting on? What does that report need to do? What does that need to drive? And, and, and what are we wanting the data to do? So for, for instance, one of the clients for the integra- for their integration, they need to have their their phone numbers formatted in a particular way. So we should that should be a focus on cleaning the databases, getting the phone number formatting correctly because they they need that to go into the other system to contract. We don't need the whole contact record to be necessarily clean, but we do need that piece to be one hundred percent clean and and ideally filled in. Um, versus having every single data point on the contact record built in. So again, you've got to look at what are what are you doing? what are you you know what's the goal? Well, what are you why trying do to you accomplish? think this is
1: a problem? Why do you think this is a problem?
2: I think that the I think one thing is there's this there's this idea that makes us feel good of having this like we talked about perfect, database. I think that makes us feel good. That makes us feel like the system's working, whether it is or not. I get to check that box and, and I get to say, okay, the, the, the database is right. I think looking at what do we want it to do and being able to segment out, where do you focus on in the database? I think that's a hard question to ask because then you've got to do certain things like say, okay, well, what are the contacts or companies in the database that really matter and why? And so that gets to business process and defining that, and I think that's a hard question to ask. So it's easier for us to say, "Well, just just clean the whole database," rather than really figure out where where is the focus and what are the things that we're focusing on and what are we solving for, and 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 cleaning the database.
1: Okay. So so why, I, I let's stay focused. Okay. Why do you think this is a problem? You kind of. You kind of took everybody on a journey and I kind of lost the path, so I'm sure they did too.
2: (laughs) I think it's a problem because if everything is a priority, then nothing's a priority. And when you talk about striving for- You can't
1: argue with the fact that our data should be accurate, can you?
2: Which data? I can argue, because if you're not paying attention to half of your database, then, then you don't need that data to be accurate. You don't need all of that data to be accurate. If you're not using job title, for instance, in, in your outreach, but some people don't.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm you, not using it right now. But what if I use it in the future?
2: Then that should be a focus when you use it in the future. But to focus on it right now, when you've got other things that that you likely need to be focused on doesn't really make sense.
1: So I should ignore it.
2: Yeah, you should ignore it.
1: Do you really believe that?
2: I, th- I think you should. I think if it's taking up headspace and and distracting you from what you should be focused on then yes you should you should ignore it which does have a tendency to happen when you're talking about trying to make sure everything's accurate
1: why do you think this is such a problem because it's unrealistic there's no there's no No, why do you think the problem exists like why do you think not 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 what is the consequence of it okay why do you think this is such a problem what's causing this what what's causing people to be focused on? So Let me ask you this: When does this problem exhibit itself most acutely?
2: When you're about to launch, <laughs> or when you're or about right to or what? A, a a new CRM. So when you're about to launch a team on on the database. So when they're about to start using it, or right after they've started using it.
1: So tell me about right after they started using it.
2: You so you start you start seeing things because you've got you've got real actual use cases of people utilizing the system and and where you didn't see things before you start to, you start to see things because you're paying attention to it now in a, in a, in a different way.
1: So is the issue that you see before someone launches a new CRM and their issue around data, does it show itself the same? No, no. (laughs) So, so is it the same problem then?
2: Probably not. No, no, it wouldn't be the same problem. No. So, the, so it does manifest itself in those two instances, either right before launch or. So, so, wh- right so after give launch.
1: me a, give me a real life example of what's happening right after the launch.
2: You realize that, you know, e- emails aren't accurate when you've launched an email campaign. That, that's, that's happened before. you realize how many emails in your, in your CRM aren't, aren't accurate once you've started actually emailing out.
1: So are you suggesting that I shouldn't worry about emails then?
2: No, I'm not saying you shouldn't worry about emails. I'm saying you should you should I you should identify. So the problem is you hear that and then you go to, well what else is what else is inaccurate? Well we need to clean the whole database. Like that that seems to be the 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 place that people go to. It's like, okay, well if emails are inaccurate, what else is inaccurate? There's probably a whole bunch of stuff in here and then they start and then people start digging in and finding things blank fields inaccurate data formatting it okay well we need to clean the whole thing up because the database is a mess and it's like no we talked about emails and if we got to clean up emails so that way our email outreach goes to the right person and and then then let's focus on emails but we don't need to jump from that to the whole of the database and there's a tendency to do that
1: and so why do you think what do you think is the cause of this problem
2: I think it's a worry that it's a worry. Well, probably not a worry. Um, it's a paranoia that that <laughs> that.
1: Well, see, I would challenge you there because just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you.
2: Well, I agree with that, but
1: true or false data should be accurate. True. Okay. The data is inaccurate. It should be accurate.
2: Hmm. I I mean I agree with that in 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 theory. It's a nice it's a nice concept.
1: I agree with it in reality.
2: So you think all of the data should be accurate? Accurate.
1: I think all the data should be accurate.
2: Should be accurate. Should. Can all the data be accurate? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I said, there's a want to, to no, bring order. that's not
1: the cause. You're killing you, you me. You were getting close. You were getting close, I think.
2: <sighs> well, you, I was getting close, and then you cut me off.
1: <laughs> Is worry sufficient? Is worry a sufficient enough term?
2: Probably not.
1: So, what do you think the cause is?
2: I, I'm scared. I'm fear. scared. Yeah, I'm scared that something's going to be wrong, and I'm going to miss something, or it's going to get screwed up. Fear, fear of making a mistake. Fear of fear of the unknown. Yeah.
1: When everything's a priority,
2: nothing's a priority.
1: What's the key to having a priority?
2: Understanding. Tell me more. You would have to again. It goes to what I said about understanding what you're trying to do. Like you, so you, you you have to answer the question, what are you trying to do with the data? What are you, what are your goals? What is your team trying to to do? Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. You have to answer the question to have a priority. You have to answer the question, what are you trying to do with the data?
2: No. Okay.
1: This is the episode, everybody, where we build a little bit of empathy for Jess.
2: Yeah, exactly. Everybody gets a peek behind the curtain of how we how we operate.
1: Well, Jess is also getting a little bit of an understanding of the origination of this problem and,
2: and you you have to know what the problems are to, to be able to prioritize.
1: How do you know what the problems are?
2: You gotta define Oh um, you you've got to you 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 need to define them i don't know <laughs> i don't know where you're going with this
1: where should you begin a journey
2: beginning it's a very good place to start is it at the end
1: you're just gonna keep guessing end. all no, over the place i am
2: i am because i don't know where you're going with this
1: well tell me what you think where's a good place to begin the journey where's the best place to begin the journey if you want the journey to be successful
2: with the end where where are you going what's so the goal
1: why are you saying that? You're just guessing that's what I'm No, what I'm no, no.
2: I'm not guessing that's what you're thinking. I think so if Jess, you... are one of the few
1: people in the world that's ever gone to Disney World and said, yeah, I have no problem. Had no problem. Yeah, work, everything went like a charm. <laughs> right?
2: I don't know if I'm one of the few people, but I did say that, yes.
1: Certainly one of the minority. <laughs> right? And what'd you tell me? Why, why'd you tell me everybody has problems at Disney?
2: Because they don't plan. Because Disney and, requires and, and an immense amount of planning. How do you
1: begin your planning?
2: What are the things you want to do? What it what you're at
1: Disney. You're at the end. You're defining yep. what you want. Yeah. Right? What do
2: you what do you want to get? What do you want to hire Disney for? What do you want to get out of Disney from this trip?
1: You yep. to figure out what the objective is. Yeah. You're define what success is. Yeah. How do you address the fear of the unknown?
2: You define what what success looks like.
1: You define success. Mm-hmm. What else do you do?
2: You outline the path to get there.
1: You establish a hypothesis of the path to get there. Yeah. And then what else do you do? So in your plan for Disney, did you only have one route? No. You had, well, if the line here is too long. Yep. Or if the kids start to melt down here.
2: Correct. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. You begin to identify what are the potential problems, and then how are we going to respond to those potential problems? Yep. Now, do you define, going back to a business scenario, do you define success as, you know, we're, we're a... $50 $50 million company on route to becoming a $500 million company and we need this, 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 and this, and we need, we need clean data because of that. Do you define the end? We're a $500 million company with, you know, today we have 50 people. We're going to have a thousand salespeople, sorry, 50 salespeople. Is that what you define? Is that how you then mark the journey?
2: No. Cause you have to have waypoints. So you have to have, Certain goals. Why do you, you have to have, why do
1: you have to have those waypoints?
2: Because you don't know if you're if you're on the right if you're on the right path. Um, if you if you don't have those waypoints, because that because that change is too drastic from from fifty right. to a thousand. And then also, you know, I think the other thing that you benefit from on waypoints is is that's a hypothesis, as you said. And that hypothesis might change once you get to that first waypoint. And you realize, okay, this is actually what what it's going to look like.
1: The, the 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 problem is if you go too far, you can't map transformation. Yeah. How do you know how how big the journey should be between waypoints? That I don't know. What's your what's your best answer? I,
2: I guess I would say something that, that you're confident you could you could measure. And I don't I don't know how else to articulate that. Something you're confident that you could you could hit. I don't I don't know.
1: So So it's what I refer to as you've got to identify the points of controllable variance.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: So the less the variance, think of it this way, waypoints come sailing term. Yep. And and if I'm in, you know, clear waters, clear winds, weather's perfect, you know, very small variance, the my waypoints will be one distance. If the seas get turbulent and hurricanes on the path, your waypoint shorten, right? So yeah. you gotta take a look at, at at how much how much of the change is there. So, so by the way, if you're on the beginning of a journey, you're gonna have shorter waypoints. Be- yeah, of a database journey, you're gonna have shorter waypoints, right? Now you got to remember you're 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 measuring to two places, you're measuring to where do we want to be at this waypoint,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Now what we recommend kind of as a default waypoint, if you're in a growth mode is you should have 90 day waypoints. There, there are times that you should have waypoints shorter than 90 days Mm -hmm. as a general rule in business. I think 90 days tends to work pretty well. Um, If you're going to go shorter then you better be, you you better have massive growth and massive resources, you know, company like Amazon, a company like Apple, they do, their, their waypoints are are shorter than 90 days um but one of the dangers that i see is if you measure too frequently you create a lot of or if you judge too frequently you actually create more t- turbulence than you saw yeah in, in 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 a business environment because you just don't give things enough time or you begin to look at only things that have short-term impacts and, and i think you hit points of diminishing returns there. So for those of you listening, if you've got a clear idea of what your waypoint is, you know, then, then great. And by the way, 90 days is kind of the overall waypoint. I will likely have waypoints um, shorter than that. For example, we had one where we were testing out some paid and our waypoint was one week. Was like, hey, we're going to run this. We're going to we're going to run a test. We're looking to just get a really quick sample, get a really quick sense of something. And, you know, right. and, and there was a reason behind that. So <clears throat> the reason the reason I think that the reason that the database issue keeps coming up is the database issue. Isn't about the database, right? It's about fear of the overall journey. By the way, I'd ask you the companies that have better, clearer process, do they tend to have more worries or less worries about that database issue? Less for sure. Right. Then, yeah. Is that because their databases are better cleaner? No, no it's because they have a clear picture on what, what they're going, where things are, what matters. You know, God, it's probably about four years ago we ran the webinar, um, The Keys to Successful RevOps, I forget the exact title of it, where we defined RevOps, or at least we defined strategic RevOps as the strategic coordination of all market-facing, revenue-oriented systems, processes, and activities designed to increase velocity, optimize throughput, and reduce the effort required to solve for the customer and achieve revenue objectives. Right. So if the revenue objectives aren't clear, I'll oftentimes ask somebody, so where do you want to be revenue? You know, what kind of revenue growth do you want to see in the next three years? And their answer mm-hmm. is as much as we can. My, my response is I can't do anything with that.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to have a goal. Yeah. Um, well, in, in fairness,
1: as much as we can is a goal. It is. A yeah, crazy. but it's
2: not a measure. Like, but you have to have a, like a, a something you can actually measure against. You can't why, why measure people, against.
1: Why do people say that though? Why? Why? Why do they then struggle to give an actual number?
2: Because the because finding the actual number is hard, and and it's an unknown, and 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 people aren't comfortable with unknowns. So you know, and once you put a number on paper, actually, you know what? Not quite close, but not quite. Okay,
1: because it's a decision.
2: Well, that's where I was about to go. Once you put a number on paper. <laughs> I'm, I'm now held much more accountable to that and that and, you know, if I don't hit that.
1: You know, you know, accountability is one piece. The other piece is, well, what if I pick a number and I could have had more?
2: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
1: Which is which I would say is not accountability, but that's the fear. You know, that's FOMO, fear of missing yeah, out.
2: Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: But, you know, all of this comes down to making a trade off. And the reason that you... the. Like the, the, the answer to the question on should data, you asked me, do I believe data should be accurate? Do I believe all data should be accurate? My answer was yes. It should. The second part of it is at, but at what cost? Yeah. Right. And and what I'm going to say is the company that's winning, and, and I don't mean winning against others. So I'm talking about the infinite game winning is not the company with the cleanest database. Right. Now, where where I disagree with you, and I think, you know, I think if we weren't in this podcast environment today, I don't think you would have answered in quite the same way. Job titles aren't right. Well, well, I'm going to go out on, on a limb and say job titles should be close to right. Okay. So, so how do we clean them? Well, we should make an objective that reps should be cleaning records as they're going through and talking. Yep. And we're going to take a look and see how many job titles have been updated in the last 90 days.
2: And right? that... Makes people very uncomfortable because they want it cleaned now.
1: You know, I see. I don't disagree. I disagree with that. I disagree with that.
2: Why do you disagree with that?
1: Because the people who are saying "I want, I want all job titles to be cleaned now" mm-hmm. haven't answered the second question: at what cost? Right. Right. So, so in the absence of. And remember, in my scenario, I said, well, what if I'm going to, what if we want to use job titles in the future? You said, well, worry about it then. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, again, the world, infinity exists between zero and one, right? And and so what what I would say is the companies that are worried about that and, and think about the companies that you're thinking about,
2: mm-hmm. right,
1: don't have clarity around the objective, aren't by the way, internally are often not measured on progress. Right. Measured on other things.
2: Correct. Right. Yeah.
1: One, one of them, you know, it's kind of hard to measure against objectives because of the nature of their industry. Like in, in terms of what, again, I I actually can't, I realize that made no sense to anybody, but for me to explain it would, would give too much away about a client, which, which we won't do. Um, but, but you've seen how we talked about the fact. I mean, you, you, you've you seen people respond and they go, oh, okay, yeah, that, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and, and,
1: you know, and, and realizing, and, and and I think sometimes the place where we get, where it becomes hard for us and why you're frustrated by this is more because we're in the client service business, right? Probably. So, which is to say, hey, you know what? If you want all the data clean, we, you know, we can do that. Okay. No one's allowed to touch the database for the next six months. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Right. exactly
1: right and 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 so what, what what's happened is the 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 focus has has fallen onto the process like what's the prime directive that imagine the business process must drive the technology the tech should never drive the business process well you know measuring like the objective is not to have a clean database right yeah right the clean database is the means it's not the ends so so and by the way what do people do all the time they mistake the means for the ends. Right, because it's much easier to define process than define than than to define the outcomes, right? And 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 by the way, when you define the outcomes, um, you know this should probably become we should consider adding this to one of our principles: be maniacally focused on the outcome, be maniacally focused on yeah. the destination, not be be insanely flexible. Isn't that interesting? Two forms of insanity: maniacal and just insanely insanely flexible on the path. Right. And, and what we, you know, what humans all have a tendency to do and, and certainly in certain businesses. And by the way, think about this, the businesses that you're having these issues with, I'm going to go out on a limb because I don't know them all off the top of my head. They are much more, at least the people are much more operations focused. Yes. Right. And, and so like, if I'm an architect (laughs) and I'm speculating and I'm leaving things open because we'll figure that out, that might cause problems.
2: Yeah, I laugh, I laugh about that because I used to work at an architecture firm and there might be yeah, you know,
1: tensile strength or tensile strength or whatever the word, right? And, yeah, you know, as long as it's close. Yeah, no, <laughs> right, We're building we're building the world's biggest drawbridge as long as it's close. Yeah. Right. And 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 so when you come from that background you know, it, it's hard. It's really hard, right? Yeah. It's really hard to operate in a world of, I mean, you know, sales and marketing is about being less wrong. It's not about being more right. Um, and, 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 and the reason for that is if I'm building a building, the, the laws of physics and the laws of whatever laws go into building buildings, they don't change. That's, that's why we call them laws. Yeah right sales and marketing going to market is open it's by the way if if i were to say look i want to build a 10-story building that has this functionality this functionality i want it to be a million square feet and and they come back and they say okay here's the plans here's how much it's going to cost and i say no i I only want to spend a tenth of that no no one's going to entertain me on that
2: right right yeah
1: and and you know what's interesting for all that I just said about all that aspect, shit happens when you're building buildings. It's true, and and there's process for like it, if you waited to have it all perfect, even there, you're not actually it's not actually as perfect. So it you know the the uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and saying the underlying cause of this desire for the perfect database is lack of clarity about the structure and the approach.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yep. And it's a lot easier to debate about a database than it is to debate about structure and approach. Absolutely. So what should we do next time we have a database issue? We got to push the attention to another place, right? We got to yeah go, go back into that. And, and, and I'm going to go back on what I said. I believe there is such such a thing as a perfect database.
2: And what what is that?
1: A database that enables us to increase velocity, optimize throughput, and reduce the effort to solve for the customer and achieve revenue objectives. Yeah. Right. You know what? You know what another definition of the perfect database is? The one that's getting a little bit better every day. And by getting a little bit better more often than not, it means it's getting a little less worse. So I would also say here's another measurement. Here's another principle when it comes to, I, I would say this is the principle for cleaning a database. Measure right. by the improved data, never, me- never measure by the missing data. Because what happens is, and I actually saw somebody who did a LinkedIn post um, who talked about this, you know, VP of sales who was this wonderful VP of sales, but he was talking to their, and they were scared of the VP. And it came down, and it was this one of these stupid freaking LinkedIn little posts to get you, you know, to click to explain. Anyways, I, yeah. I hate the LinkedIn algorithm. It, it, um <laughs> And, you know, it was, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, you should, you know, VP, but if it's about data, then that's worthy to be scared because they were afraid to put in bad data. Yeah. And I replied, yeah. look, that sounds to me like, like ops gone bad. Right. And, and, and when, when you focus things on minimizing bad data, you know, the best way to minimize bad data, just minimize the data.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: the- what, what a lot of people don't, I mean, th- this also gets to a question of, you know, what's the accurate data, but, and, and, you know, job, job titles is a fun one. It's, it's an important one in that the problem with job titles is they change. I mean, how, well, it be a B2B list atrophies 22% per year. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be 35, 40%. If you look at titles,
2: they, they change. And they're also like increasingly inconsistent with how companies utilize them like there there's a there's a lack of a consistency and naming oh. convention across the board and people are getting more and more creative with their job titles which is making it a bigger challenge to kind of really oh. determine who's in what role
1: well, and, you know and, and 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 so so to us one of the things by the way this is another point why do you want to know the job type yeah right well exactly. typically i want to know the job title because the job title gives me insight into their context so I reply, oh, you want to know the role, you want to understand the role. Oh, you want to be able to contextualize the message. Oh, okay. Well, that's a different thing.
2: Right. Right. And then the question is, does does job title really accomplish that? And, and is it, you know, how do we how do we capture that data? And and how are you how are you using job titles to, to dictate that?
1: So what year is this? 20 so 13 years ago, I wrote an article for the Washington business journal called the five laws for creating demand. Mm-hmm. And the first law was no one understand your customer better than they know and understand themselves. And the thing that makes me saddest every day, I'm in this business working with good businesses. I mean, we work with good businesses. We don't yep. work with shitty businesses is how little they really know about their customer. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, and you know when, when you don't understand the plot, when you don't understand the story, do you know what you seek? You seek precision. You mistake precision for accuracy. Yep. Right. We've got a client. He's he's the head of marketing. He continues to get promoted in his marketing um, vertical. He's now in charge of marketing for the company that owns all of the peer companies. Yep. Right. If we ever marketed to him like a marketer. Oh yeah. <laughs> be, right. He's not, a. That, that's not his mindset. So the precision would say marketing, but that's not accurate.
2: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And, and understanding what that means and, and understanding, you know, I'm, I'm still blown away by how many people and how the biggest harm inbound marketing ever did was, it created this perception of persona as the leading element, as opposed to and any, like to me, persona is really important, but it's a subset of ideal client profile, right? You can't right. have, one, you, can't have you, you can have ideal client profile without persona, but you can't have persona without ideal client profile. Yeah. Yet just how bad ideal client profiles are and how little people understand. It. And by the way, what's one of the main reasons why ideal client profiles are so weak? Well, to really identify, to really define your ideal client, what you're really defining more than your ideal client is who's not your ideal client. It, it's a you yeah. gotta make the choice. You got to make the decision, and 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 so I think those are the places where, you know, rather than being in the market and 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 learning the learning, and you know, it, it's this idea. So it, you know, it's less about pursuit of the perfect database than 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 pursuit of you know, the myth that there's this precise formula. Yeah. That if I just get all my stuff in order, right? If I just buy the right clubs.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: and won't be difficult for me.
2: Well, and I'm so glad that you brought up the concept of, of losing the plot because that that is increasingly the place where I notice we run into this problem. And, and actually, I see it happen kind of over and over. So I did mention that this this surfaces itself most frequently when we when we launch a team or launch a new database or when we're about to launch. But it does resurface itself with some of our clients we've had longer and it's it's always when we lose the plot of what is it we're trying to do and 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 having to bring them back there. So I think that is definitely one of the causes of this is we forget what is it exactly we're trying to do here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think when people lose the context of the situation, they they microscope. Yep, yep. I think the lesson to us is we've got to be reinforcing the context. We've got to be reinforcing the wall. Well,
2: and when we're able to do that well, then we're able to bring them around to, okay, like what you talked about, of, about continuous improvement and, and, and being able to kind of put a better plan together of we're going to focus on this subset we're gonna do this now, this is the next step and this is the third step. And remember this is, we're striving toward, you know, getting this piece locked in because that's gonna enable our sales reps to better do their job, for for instance. When we're able to do that and articulate that well, it's it's easier to kind of focus them in on the right pieces versus trying to get everything um, precise as you, as you talked about.
1: Yeah, you know, a, an excellent job for people to do that are listening to this is is define what are the real jobs that your database is doing. And, you know, the goal is not to create the lengthiest list possible. It's what are the, you know, what are the active jobs that it's responsible, what are the critical elements of the business that the database is supporting and then connect the dots to that. Yep. And then by the way, you know, you might have, I mean, we had a client that had, you know, a half million um, contact database that was totally a mess and, and what we, I remember what we told them and it took a while for them to get it. Um, and, and by the way, now they're on, I mean, they're on a massive growth. I mean, was, you know what, you don't really have half lean contacts. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you, you really don't have any contacts. What, what we need to do is start identifying, you know, what's, what's the first group and, and, you know, we can fish within your database to start cleaning it. Um, but you know there's that myth that oh well we have this half million um and it's like okay you can spend all your time trying to clean the database or you can get growing and and you know have the database fall behind you and i think that you know, we definitely fall into the camp there there are there are areas where certain data needs to be accurate certainly but but i would say there again it's always at 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 what cost Yep. right if if i had a team of 100 people that I was willing to support I could have cleaned that database.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Um so it really is, you know, you've got to know where you're going, you've got to know what are the key, you know, what what game, you know, what's the game that you're playing? How are you going to win? What's the best, you know, what what are the key inflection points, waypoints to winning? And then prioritize from there. And and by the way, don't worry about waypoint 2 until you get to waypoint 1. Don't lose sight of waypoint 2. But then you know the number of people who are like, well, we can't do that because it won't scale. Well, yeah, what? Nothing scales until. <laughs> like, if you had, you couldn't do what scales. Yeah. Right. So it, it yeah. really is finding that that sweet spot.
2: Yep. Yep. All right. So I, you, you hit on the waypoint, which was like one of my key takeaways. Make sure you define your waypoints. Make sure you're focused on, insanely focused on the outcome. I do think that should become one of our one of our principles. And I really liked what you said about sales and marketing is about being less wrong and not more. Right. I think we forget that. I think it's a good reminder.
1: <laughs> well, hell this was probably 15, 16 years ago, maybe even been 17. It was what I think it was one of the early blogs I wrote, which was, I, you know, I talked about the show house.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: You know, yeah. and, and that's, uh, it,
2: it, it was about six or seven years ago. Cause I think that was, that was before my time here no, that, as an employee. No, that
1: would have been 16, 17 years oh, ago. Oh,
2: 16, 17. Oh, 2005. sorry. 2005. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I know it was before I was yeah. here because I read it before I was an employee. So, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and, and for those of you, House was, you know, we, watch the show House, he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. Right? It, it's hypothesis, hypothesis, hypothesis. And, you know, one of my favorite episodes is, well, well if we give him that medication, and it doesn't work, it could it could make things worse and he could die. And he goes, well, and, and House's response was basically, well, if it makes things worse, that's one more point we can add to the diagnosis to figure out,
2: right? Yeah.
1: And so they go watch House. You could have <laughs> stood around waiting to figure out what the problem was and the patient dies, right? Or they could be making progress.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So go watch House. It's a great show.
1: <laughs> and, that, and that's, by the way, is why I say you know, and, and actually a lot of, you know, I, I'm, I am going to say that this is more important. I thought this was just going to be a throwaway, but it's really more important than that. One of the problems is that we have, people have have taken the game of chess and use that as the model for running your life, running a business, making decisions. Yeah. Right. When, and, and and the problem with chess is chess is a game of perfect information. And so if we're using the game of chess as the analogy, as the metaphor, mm-hmm. then then you need perfect information, right? Yeah. What poker. what we're really pa- playing is poker, right? Which is a game of imperfect information. Yep. Right. And 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 by the way, because I've learned that people occasionally misinterpret what I'm saying, your customer's not the opponent. The rest of the you know the the context of your world could be competitors, could be others. You know the 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 point is you're having to make decisions your objective is the pot you're making decisions you're making bets from imperfect information and and no matter what you do you're like okay you have everybody's job title so what what is that what does it actually change right right Uh, you know it changes a little bit but not not a lot um play poker don't play chess and i think we end
2: on that note i like that
0: And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. Define your process, define your goals, set your waypoints, and go from there. We would all love to have the perfect database, but to get there takes a lot of time, energy, patience, and process. That's why it's so important that we focus on what matters to us and set those waypoints. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about RevOps, email me at hannah at or hit us up on Twitter at demandcreator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.